Hi, I'm Keegan Sands, and welcome back to Ship It, the podcast from Dept Agency that's made by engineers for engineers. At Dept, we're all builders, tackling projects from the interconnected realms of engineering and design. So much of what we build as engineers is often informed by the work of designers. On this podcast, we often focus on engineering, but today, for the first time, we get to dive into the design side of the coin. In this episode of our Origin Stories series, Matt Merrill from Dept Digital Products talks to Dept Senior Product Designer, Brian Waters, about how he got started and the various types of projects he has worked on. So without further ado, let's get started. All right. Hey, I'm Matt Merrill from Dept. Um, I'm here with uh, Brian Waters from Dept as well. He's a designer with us, and uh, we're going to do uh, an origin story today. Uh, this is where we kind of take a deep dive into one person's story and how they came up, uh, kind of came up in the world. Um, and I think we've done a lot of engineering focused topics um, in the past, and I'm happy to bring on a designer here today. So this this is going to be great. So Brian, um, why don't you introduce yourself? Designer is a pretty broad title. So what do you do? Who are you? Tell us about yourself and uh, tell us what you do here, here at Depth. Yeah, thanks, Matt. I guess that's one of life's eternal questions, right? Um, so I'm Brian Waters from L.A. I'm a senior product designer. Um, I've been with Depth for over a year now. I actually started April of 2021, so it's actually flown by a lot. And what I do here at Depth, it really varies, but I think at its heart is really companies come to us with either ideas for software or kind of business problems and they look to us to actually make these real so actually building them but actually making things that people want to use and actually helps them um so i guess in a way we're it's cliche but we're problem solvers but also builders nice yeah uh, that's one of the things i love most about being here everybody's a everybody's a builder right. uh, i love it i love it Cool. So what do, you, what do you love in particular about what you do? And I don't just mean at depth. I just mean about being a designer. Yeah, I think overall in design, and this is not anything that's like overly unique at all, but really just love learning new stuff. Like I love about design. It's like, so for example, like my first project at depth was for Novartis. It was right around the time they're building the vaccine. So like oh, cool. learning right at hand, like the actual process that happens to making a drug then after that, worked with Moody's on like commercial real estate. So it's like completely different worlds where it's like, of course, the first part is like you feel like an idiot, just like you're not understanding anything that's going on. But like slowly but surely, you understand like little tidbits of information and just really kind of like things you've maybe you've seen before. You never really gave it much thought. Now it's like you have at least like a basic understanding of it, which is cool. Yeah, I can, I can relate to that. I've, I haven't done consulting before working at depth and I've Mm -hmm. been here for about four years. And that's actually one of the things I really love the most too, is like just bringing a brand new perspective to things. And I like to think that like, you know, you called it a dumb question. I know you were, I know you're joking, but like, I actually think that that's an advantage. So I totally get, I totally get what you're saying. So that's cool. So how long have you been, how long have you been a designer? Yeah, it's, it's not so official be 11 years this year, this summer. Um, but like, I've been a designer for that 11 years, but when I actually went from, when I graduated from Art Center, there weren't UI UX classes. So like from my world, product designers are people designing like shoes or laptops, like actual physical things. Like those are actual product designers. So we were trained more in branding, but just essentially just like 
design being a tool and just like once you know the strategy who you're talking to like basically who what when or why you can design whatever the hell you want to do well for that so like that was like my entry into design and like I actually still have that mindset too of just like approaching design from like really a storytelling aspect and just how can you connect to like different mediums if you are using different mediums for whatever you're working on that's cool yeah so I, well, I mean, the next question I was going to ask is like, how did you get into this? And you, and you, and you touched on that a little bit. So, uh, what was the school you mentioned? Art Center College of Design there in Pasadena. Okay. And now what type of school is that? Is it, is it like a visual design? Like, tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. It's like pretty world renowned. Like, um, you know, it's like RISD, oh, cool. Arts. um, hopefully not going to piss off other designs I mentioned, <laughs> but on par of that is Art Center where back in the 50s, 60s, you know, I think. And, like, there's also Wikipedia to fact check me, right? But, like, it started off, like, War II vets, like, having, like, a professional trade school for it. Um, but really just, like, have many disciplines. Like, it's really, really known for transportation design, like, Chip Foose was huh. from there. Um, there's graphic design, there's product design, there's entertainment design, like amazing designers, like illustrators for like, you'll see for like basically any like Disney Pixar film you have, I would bet my money that like they have some illustrators from Art Center there, there's photography, like basically all the visual arts there are, there's some representation there within Art Center. Wow, that's cool. And so what did you specialize in? Yeah, so um, graphic design, but I was kind of a weird ball where, like, my work was kind of more, like, advertising-based. Like, it was more just, like, all about, like, stories and just, like, having really different stuff for it. Huh. That's a really interesting, that's a really interesting take, and I could see why you bring narrative Mm -hmm. into, like, product design of software. That's really cool. So... So tell so tell me a little bit more about your story. So you you went to school for visual design, and then like where did that where did that take you? What was your first job? Yeah, <laughs> it took me to a lot of different places. I didn't really <laughs> imagine going towards. So my first real job was um, so at Artsman they have portfolio, and there's kind of like a speed dating of sorts. Where <laughs> basically they have like different companies come in, and like you get thirty minutes to interview with them. And one I did was a smaller um, advertising shop called Saputo Design. And they were actually, they hit me up to work with them on a freelance project for K-Swiss because I had one of my, like, I really love this project. A, like my, one of my final portfolio classes was for um, redesigning like um, an imaginary, basically like, Museum. So I did mm. 1920s, and part of that, you know, is you have like prohibition and flappers. I did these really fun, like Dada as collages for like a fake, like newspaper book about like 1920s New York. And they specifically came for me for that kind of like collage aesthetic. Oh, cool. So it's cool, just like, you know, it's just like doing that for shits and gigs and classes. Like now I'm kind of getting a little bit of money for it. So. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's like the dream, yeah, right? So. You get you get paid for what, what you want to do. Definitely, that's awesome. So that was your first gig, and and what what ultimately led you? Like, how, what was your journey into into software? Sure, yeah, a lot of it was just like I'm worked. I was at that job for like the contract for the actual project was like a couple months, and so like after that, I was just like trying to really 
do the type of work that I wanted to do where it's like I had good learning experiences at places but just like you know in, in school wherever you're doing it's like you're taught you like the world's your oyster and like do whatever you want to do but you realize it's not quite that way but initially got to a point where it's like I want to go to the Bay Area there's some like awesome design places that are just like Starbucks there like you go every yeah. block there's like you name it in-house place agency all kind of across the board um so moved there and was working on towards it and just like happened to learn about, you know, UX design. So it's like, oh, okay, and I never heard about that. And it's like, but that sounds interesting. So it's kind of, and then like later on, a couple of years, fast forward, it's like heard about product design. So it's like all these things, it's like you've heard about parts of it before, but didn't really know that there was like a full term for it. So yeah. it's like a process of like on the job showing that like I can actually do these type of things and kind yeah. of like really learning on the go, if you will. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, I'm probably dating myself here, but like, I mean, I know like when I was coming up around like, you know, the, the early two thousands and stuff like that, like, I think I viewed like the type of software that I use is kind of like fun right. and I never thought it was like a job. And then, you know, in the 2010s, it's mm-hmm. like, Oh no, this is actually serious stuff. And like, you know, we need people to make it. We need people to think about the way it is to use and stuff like that. So I I get that. That's cool. Um, So I probably should have, should have started with this, but like, was there something, so you started with visual design. Like, was there something in your childhood that, that steered you towards that? I'm curious. I'm really curious on like the, the real origins of like, (laughs) like where did, where did this like fire get started in you? The real one's definitely different. Like little Brian thought he'd be playing first base for the angels, you know, crushing bombs, but that didn't quite happen. And also like, my dad used to take me, he was in the air force. He was taking the air shows. Like as a kid, I'd always like, would love like airplanes, you know, like remember like knowing like SR-71, like spy plane versus like C-130 and like Hercules, just like knowing the different types of planes and like drawing them all over the place. But I didn't really know about design until I was at Cal Poly and I was still <laughs> thinking I could play baseball and study aerospace engineering and just like couldn't hit a curveball for my life. So that kind of like hurt me in baseball and just like I forget equations and whatnot like I'm bad in math so like that kind of like I saved your life Matt by not being an aerospace engineer designing airplanes <laughs> so you're welcome <laughs> thanks so, yeah. so. and so just like I did like I'm showing my age too there's like these like career placement tests you could yeah. do and just like I did it with my counselor and just like one of the results was graphic designer so it's like, okay, you know, like, hmm. oh, this is cool. You know, like, I've actually always liked to draw and whatnot, and there's an actual profession for it. And so I still went to play baseball. So my crazy behind sent out massive emails to schools that had baseball, but also had a graphic design team. That's awesome. And so, like, yeah, I got feedback from a school. You got the hustle early. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Just, like, a school, Minot, Univers- Minot State University in Minot, North Dakota, and Morningside College in Sioux City, Iowa, got back to me. So, like, I love my mom to death, and this shows her just how, like, supportive and just, like, she's my hero, where she didn't judge me by, like, her son thinking, like, oh, you're from California, let's potentially go to the Midwest and play <laughs> baseball, even though California is, like, the prime spot for baseball. So, hopped on a plane, rented a car, I tried out with um, North Dakota first, then we drove all the way to Iowa for it, so just, like... 
super nuts, but just really just got a feel of like the teams there. So long story short, I ended up going to Minot State yeah. to do my four year undergrad for it. And that's when I actually first started doing design classes there. So oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. So it sounds like your family was pretty supportive. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. That's yeah. awesome. Like, it, my mom just like most moms are really just kind of like want to see you happy. And my dad was yeah. definitely bummed and we bumped heads about moving from, you know, it's like looking back, I could see his point of view where aerospace and your engineering, it's like, you think like you're pretty, like it's a, a profession, you make a lot of money. It's not as yeah. like risky as like designer, like, you know, it's like the yeah. adage of like a broken artist or starving artist, <laughs> like that visual for parents, I imagine scares the crap out of them. So I can understand that now, but just like, I knew like just seeing what I would do in my, not to sound like a hippie, like where my heart really enjoyed doing that stuff wasn't creating and just like looking back now, it's like, it really was like, I believe I was meant to do what I'm doing now. That's awesome. Nice. So, so you're still enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. That's, it's so funny because like, just to relate to that a little bit, like I actually, I should have been the starving artist, but I went the other direction and I ended up in software too. But like, I, w- I was really into music, right? And like, I thought I wanted to do music production and okay. something, it, just myself. It wasn't my parents. Like, it steered me to to the more practical thing. And yeah, oh, well, so isn't that funny? Like, I did the opposite <laughs> thing. But the reason I'm rambling on about this is like, I think that one of the coolest things about my job and I'm in engineering mm-hmm. and, you know, your job is like the art of it, right? right. There is no right answer. Like, I'm... I'm an engineer that believes more in the art of it than, than anything else. So, all right, awesome. stop and stop and sounding philosophical. But um, <laughs> so, what what was one of the biggest challenges that you've hit in your career coming up? It's hmm, a good question. Well, part of that too, like when I moved in the Bay, you know, initially. So, <laughs> a good friend of mine, Josh Halstead, he's a designer in the Bay Area, really talented designer. Our crazy asses moved up there without an actual job. So, like, I thought for sure I'd work at, like, AKQA or Frog Design just because we did, like, some informational interviews before I actually moved up there. But, of course, life doesn't really work how you, yeah. it, you plan it out in your mind, right? So, it was really a serious, like, at first I found a city gig at this um, advertising place, but then just out of the blue, just you dried up, like, yeah, thanks, Brian, but they didn't say it, thanks, but you're... You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here, basically. Uh, yeah. Was this contract work? Yeah. yeah. So, like, okay. and at that same time, too, I was saving up money to buy my, at the time, girlfriend an engagement ring. Mm. And so it's like, okay, I'm paying off that, and just my income's dried up. I'm living in Pacifica. It's not exactly cheap, and I don't have money. What the hell am I going to do? Uh, so, like, there's times I had to, like, drive Lyft, but then, like, I got super lucky, too, where I got the chance to work at some smaller studios like um, Jean Chung Design with Earl G and Fanny Chung and Studio Scott with Laura Scott, where they were just, like, a godsend, where basically it was kind of like being in grad school, where there were smaller design studios where really just, like, they didn't have to do this, but, like, treated me as an equal, letting me be there talking with clients, really learning awesome. how to interact with clients. Yeah, and just, like, the whole process of that from, like, concept to actually execution, pushing things out. Yeah. And I think that really helped me, too, to really just kind of, like, be able to wear different hats as opposed to, like, yes. if I was at a bigger place and just doing one little tiny spot, I don't know if I'd be able to adapt like I had to in my career. Yeah. And now how many years into your career was that uh, about? Yeah, that was basically, so after I graduated, I was at 
Live Nation Ticketmaster for about a year, mm. and then I moved up to it. So basically, like within two years, wow, early, early on, yeah. And like in the course of that too, I didn't mention like I got fired from a job. So like oh. that was just like another eye-opening thing where you know it's like I just graduated. I'm feeling good about myself, you know, have a job, but it's like, okay, now I have six-figure student loan debt. I have to tell my girlfriend at the time, not my wife, and then my parents that I just got fired, just feeling like a complete loser, and just, I somehow managed not to cry until I got to the lobby, but like, yeah, but like, looking back, it was one of the best things, just because like, that fear was gone, like, I really, from that point on, realized that like, nothing, like, security is like, kind of like an illusion right yeah. like it's there but like these last few years show you just like things that change in an instant so like i had that fear gone and just like yeah that i guess like it really helped me just to not be afraid to change with things and like adapt like even though you may be scared as hell when you're doing it just doing it so yeah looking back, kind of made you fearless a little definitely, bit yeah. yeah and that's and so the uh i forget the name of the chung chung gene chung gene chung that happened after that but that happened before. So that oh, happened, happened before that. Yeah, sorry, like I'm all over this. No, place. no, like, that's okay. That actually happened after that first my first gig. So I was there working for a couple months, and there was a really good opportunity to just like learning from really talented designers. Yeah. And I think part of it too is just like working with people, and just you know, it's like in school you can't simulate money on the line right it's yeah. like you're doing for great like yeah you have pressure and whatnot but like money changes things and clients don't care about reasons for excuses for things right. so. yeah that's awesome i what you said about um well you said a lot of things that just <laughs> resonated with me i think that that what you're like i i totally get what you're so knock wood i've been fortunate enough not to be fired <laughs> yet i don't know maybe i'll say something today that'll but um but like I do know that over the course of my career too, like um, that's something I, I actually wish I had an experience like that earlier because it took too long for me to to have to lose that fear of like oh what'll happen I might get fired da, 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 da. but like it's a it's a really good trait to have in consulting I feel like so um, but the other thing that you said there was you know uh, the the Chung agency. Um, kind of just treating you as an equal and that's just so important that's one of the things i like about here too is is immediately in the door it was just like you know there's there's not that much of a sense of hierarchy we trust that we hired you to do a good job and i like to think that it shows and and all and everything that we do so that's cool all right, so I think we have like a fair amount of engineers that listen to this right and we're trying to change that and want to get more designers on here but um so what, when you're working with engineers, right? Like if you could, if there was like one or two things that you really want engineers to know about working with, with designers, what, what would it be? Hmm. Um, I'd say one, it may not be as true as it was like years ago is that most of us designers aren't assholes. <laughs> like we can, we can relate to, you know, where it's like a lot of times people could look at dev and engineers like, okay, here, just build it. Like we don't care. Mm-hmm. A lot of times too, it's like for designers, it's like everyone's clients, like their aunt, their um, niece or nephew has Photoshop or whatever design program, and they feel like you could do it. Design like my niece or nephew could do it, right? Basically, yeah. it's like anyone could do what you do, which is like mm. not the case. Like anybody could play a guitar, a couple of notes, but like everyone can't be Jimi Hendrix, right? Whatever, insert whatever guitar legend you love. Yeah. 
So, like, similarly, just, like, we understand that kind of, like, how you could be looked down, like, your role is not being appreciated, basically. Um, I think, too, just, like, really, I see it just, like, a relationship that goes back and forth, right? Where you look to us for, like, design insight, but I think we really leverage engineers to really kind of give your perspective, like, how can we really not only avoid pitfalls, really, how can we elevate things, too, you know, Mm -hmm. where it's, like, I know basic HTML and CSS to, like, be able to kind of, like, it's not such a foreign language, but, like, I can by no means, like, really speak to really think about all the situation, even, like, possibilities within that realm, so really lean on engineers to, like, help me elevate this, too, because at the end of the day, it's, like, we all want to have something that we're really proud of that works and just really, just, like, creating a baby you know so. right yeah i know I've, I've the most successful projects that i've been on are the ones where designers are and engineers are in the mm-hmm. same room very very early because i mean i'm i'm mostly a like a back-end engineer okay. right like i don't do a lot of front-end stuff and it's funny because sometimes you know i've worked with designers that are like oh well this seems like this would be hard and you're like no that's no, no no that'll take two seconds and then sometimes it's some thing that they think will take two seconds and you're like oh no oh no that's gonna take three months so it's best to get that all out in the open that's cool let's change let's let's change just change a little bit to uh what's the funniest thing that you've encountered in your career funniest thing I've encountered. okay so like i think one thing in any designers listening to this is just like when you get clients or just kind of like kind of make the logo bigger or just like have anxiety caused by like color. Like I like I hate working with clients with color just it's so subjective. <laughs> and just like, you know, like color is this weird thing where no one like we look at the sky, I see it's blue, but we're not all seeing the same blue, right? So just right. like we think it's the same, but like it's so really complex and just like it could be a nightmare just like thinking about like what shade of blue to make something where I, yeah, I don't really like working with color. That reminds me of, uh, you watch Fight Club a long time oh, ago? Yeah, you know yeah. that scene where he's like presenting something and the boss just puts his glasses down. He's like, can you make the icon cornflower blue? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think like... I don't know if there's any college students who listen to this, but I, I've heard uh, other other interviewers ask this. And I think it's a good one for an origin story. But what advice would you give any like high school or college students who are interested in getting into software design? Yeah, that's a good question. This might sound weird, but I think like become a better listener. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's huge. We're just like in the course of my career, you know. There's websites and stuff we design in Photoshop or Illustrator. They know Sketch. Now it's Figma. There'll be something else. Yeah. Um, but what really matters is like how can you listen to what clients are saying, or even just a lot of times they're trying to say something but not really sure how to say it. Mm-hmm. I think that's super helpful. And also just like being curious, like having other interests and being able to kind of like be interested in how things connect and kind of like relationships to things. Yeah. Um, I think another thing is just like being your own best critic like being able to like take a step back and sometimes ripping the shreds what you're doing and not really taking it to heart because that's part of it too right where it's you want to do your good work and you're proud like you're creating something and you feel like you're I go to like you're creating like your baby of sorts but sometimes you have to be able to kill your baby like no pun intended just you know it's like 
to really make the best things, it takes being brutally honest and being able to have that really kind of critical eye to detail and things like that. And I think that's definitely something you need to do and also have thick skin enough to know, like, you know, you're not taking it personally and yep. being able to kind of really take critiques, um, not personally. Yeah. I'm the, what you said about being a better listener and, you know, like sometimes clients not knowing what they want. Are there any like prompts that you're like techniques that you use to try to suss that out when you feel like you're in that situation? So we actually had, I won't mention the client, but we had a, the client was great, but there were some people that are kind of making things not as great. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so like, that was a huge thing. And just like really listening and kind of trying to get into their space of like, them not being an asshole just to be an asshole I feel, yeah. I feel like maybe they weren't included in what we were doing and so like we were essentially changing what they had created but once we were able to like you know reframe it it's like no we're not we're on the same side like when we're doing good it helps you too and so that really changed things so assuming good intents you know making sure that you're projecting good intents right. basically yeah, yeah. i yeah. think to add to is like you never know what people are going through like if they're bringing a bad day to work so mm-hmm. just like i guess being open to that so not necessarily like definitely not just reacting to whatever happens like taking the time to really think and kind of reset before you do so nice yeah yeah one of the um the techniques I've seen used in a meeting, it's its not often that it gets used as like just doing a check-in. Mm-hmm. You should be like one to five, where are you at today? One's terrible, five is I'm great. Oh, like, yeah. I thought I find it's very effective. Um, obviously, you can't do that all the time. but I'll use that one sometime in the yeah. future. Yeah, if you have the right, uh, you know, kind of hippy-dippy client, I think it's probably, <laughs> it'll probably work. Um, cool. So, all right, last question, most important question. What's your favorite album that you'd bring on a desert island? Ooh, that's a tough one. Because I like a lot of different styles of music. Like going from like Jimi Hendrix to nice. jazz to like hip hop to reggae. Like whatever. Mm-hmm. Like for me, music kind of equates to my mood. Um, but if I have to pick one, I won't say an album, but like Jimi Hendrix ah. just was like a game changer to me. You know, just like. Just his music, being black with guitar, I don't really see that much either. Like, I think I actually first saw Hendrix in Wayne's World. <laughs> oh, co- really? Yeah, the coffee shop funny. scene. With, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Fi- Gar- uh, Foxy Lady. Yeah, yeah, with Garth trying to get attention <laughs> from that um, lady in there. So, yeah, just like once I heard that, that just like blew my mind. I asked my mom and dad for a guitar and just... Oh, you play? No. Well, I, t- <laughs> I should say I have a guitar. At one point, I took lessons and you some notes but yeah i wouldn't necessarily say play i never really gave it Uh-oh. i need to get back into doing it so yeah but. that's awesome he was so so i'm a guitar player he's so original like right. he'll don't just i mean you you know ne- you never can mistake Jimi hendrix it was like 100 percent pure original like just amazing definitely yeah, yeah. yeah. just the short time he did it and like same thing too for me it's like Santana just like I can hear oh. his note and just know it's him instantly you know? yeah that's true he's got a tone that's like like nothing else awesome well this was great and you know like I th- I didn't say this at the beginning but I actually don't like this is the first time we've we've met you just happened to come into right. the office today we were opportunistic <laughs> so this was actually like just such a great genuine way to meet you and thanks so much for taking some time no thanks so much man. nice all right cool